in a world of remakes, reboots, and really bad films. Two voice actors set out to restore light to the darkness. Get ready for Mockbusters. But just one second, this is a comedy podcast. In each episode, our dynamic duo will be given a random genre, some film titles, and just a few short hours to put together the ultimate trailer for their creation. But by gosh, there's a twist. They'll also be receiving wild and wacky demands from their executive producers, which they are contractually obliged to abide by. So will their movie be thrown out as trailer trash or awarded the prestigious title of Mockbuster? Please welcome your hosts, Jack Ayers and Matthew Biddulph. Ahoy there, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 7 of Mockbusters. I've got no response for that, because I was gearing up for you to do something kind of bog-standard, like... Oh, we're excited this week, and I, I could go, yes, we are. That's what I was banking on. You need to start rising to my level of enthusiasm at the beginning of the podcast, Matt, because you know that I am going to give away what it is in the first line, so you better just get used to that fact. Do you know what? I think I'm just, I'm finding it difficult to have the same enthusiasm because I am 4-2 down at this point, and mm. I know what that meant last season, but this season, I don't know. The pressure seems to be creeping up again. And now I'm making up for lost ground, so the pressure's on to provide some the same good quality content that I'm so <laughs> famous for. Yeah, you are sinking to the bottom of the uh, metaphorical ocean this season, aren't you? Like an anchor on a ship. Yes, I are. <laughs> Down to the seabed. So, without further ado, I suppose we should hear from our guest judges this week. Yes, we are. <laughs> Hello, we are Sleeping Trees. Your genre this week is... Pirates. Arr! Who would have guessed wow, it? Wow, what a twi- I didn't see that coming. Hey, hey! It's that kind of quality content that keeps you coming back week after week. Exactly, exactly. Well, speaking of things coming back week after week, this week... There's something that isn't coming back, and that is the plot device. We've had some audience title suggestions that have just put the plot device to the seabed. Absolutely. We've got a brimming chest full of audience treasure to open up and share with you all this week. For once in our lives, I've actually got some title suggestions that I've independently gathered myself. Mm -hmm. So... We'll take it in turns and read off one of our lovely audience suggestions. And that's it. (laughs) Okay, then. So we'll kick it off. First of all, we have a suggestion from a Mr. Myrick Marshall, and that is a fistful of doubloons. So we kind of got a bit of a Western pirate hybrid there. Yeah, it's clearly a play on um, a fistful of dollars, the uh, famous Clint Eastwood film. Good. I like it. I like it. Thank you, Myrick. So... What I have got here, I felt it was time to uh, to keep things in the family. So my first title this week is from Gareth Ayres, My Father. Woo! And his title is The Search for One-Eyed Willie. <laughs> the Search for One-Eyed Willie. Now, is that Willie with a Y or an IE? I feel like it's very it's, important. What would you prefer? 
Well, considering it's, it specifically says one-eyed, Willie, um, it's got to be spelt with a Y at the end, hasn't it? Because the one eye <laughs> yes, <laughs> taken yes off. That is, that is how it is. Yeah. Okay, cool. So this one, I'm actually going to give you the choice because Ooh. the fantastic Mark Beecham has submitted not only one title, but a sequel as well. Love so that. first and foremost, we have... Incontinent Ian. And the explanation here is because he pisses all over the other pirates. I like it, but I do fear that we've had a lot of piss. Very true, very true. Then you're probably not going to like the sequel, which is Incontinent Ian in The Search for the Golden Showers. (laughs) Wait, so did the first one have a subtitle? Uh, No, I think the first one is just Incontinent Ian, and then he explained... Because he pisses all over the other pirates. Okay. Can we have... We can have both. So we've got Incontinent okay. Ian with the choice of the subtitle if you want. Okay, we've got Incontinent Ian and then the optional sequel in the search for golden showers. Yeah. Thank you very much, Mark. Okay, so my next choice, I'm going to go with someone we've heard from before, Mr. James mm-hmm. Laughlin. Oh, Loffers, what you got, lad? You, you'll remember, James, for providing the title of last week's episode... Virgin, he's come up with an equally solid title this week. And the title is Shiver Me Timbers, The Story of How She Blowed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that's fantastic. (laughs) Next up, we have a title from the glorious Adam Roberts, The Curse of Penn Island. Oh, I see what I see what you've done, Adam. Sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky Adam. So just in case there was any room for interpretation there, that's P E N I S L A N D. Okay. We've got a title from Paul from Film Busters podcast. I'm a big fan of anything Busters. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Such as Ghostbusters, Film Busters, uh the film Buster starring Phil Collins. Yeah. Mythbusters. Dustbusters. Buster Rhymes. Yeah. And anyway, he's sent in his title, which is bringing the tone down again somewhat. It's Salty Seaman. I think it's only Myrig that's come in with something inherently non-sexual slash dirty. We're not impressed, guys. I mean, we are impressed. We are impressed. Clearly, it's dragging this previously highbrow, very consistently... Um, conservative Classy, show. conservative show, yeah. yeah. Think of the children that regularly tune in to Mockbusters. Yeah, and the very old people who also hate it. They're sat there with tears in their eyes. <laughs> and my final audience-suggested title comes from Bad Clowns, which is a fantastic podcast. Don't date an irate Pirate. I keep wanting to say, don't date an irate pirate. I know. It's like, it's the same thing that really pisses me off about Sean Bean's name, in that it looks like it should rhyme, but doesn't. Seen Bean. Yeah, Seen Bean. Or Sean Bourne. Sean Bourne. <laughs> and our final title for this week, which was sent in by one of our favourite title suggesters. It's Dave McSparron again. Oh, Big here we go. Dave. Dave, send us over your address. We've, uh, we've, we've had some class titles from you, so we're going to send you over a little care package. And his title is Land Ho, The Life of a Pirate's Wife. <laughs> oh, my God. 
That's fantastic. I'm also, because I've got some really good ones, I'm just going to do run through a quick honourable mentions list because we had loads of really good ones. So we had from uh, Finbar Varel, Captain, Unhooked, also nice. very good. We have from Owen Landon, Seven Seas for Seven Brothers. Oh! The real peg legs of the Seven Seas. <laughs> this one I really did want to put in because I think it's really good. Poop Deck, A Love Story. <laughs> well, I tell you what, do you want that? You can have that. Yeah, let's have Poop Deck. What's that? Poop Deck, A Love Story. Poop Deck, A Love Story. Okay, so Poop Owen, you were so good there that you've, uh, you've, you've made the cut. Thank you, Owen. Oh, um... Matt, is that your um? Is that your phone ringing? That is my phone ringing, you know. Yep. Hello. Hello there. Oh, hello. Hello, it's me, Captain Jack Spar. No, sorry, it's um. No, it's me, Captain Jake Spanner. Captain from Jake Pirates Spanner of the Bahamas. Pirates of the Bahamas, that famous franchise. Yeah, unfortunately, yep. for copyright reasons, I've had to change the name. Sure, sure. I had to change the name because, uh, as you know, the uh, the treacherous world of modern film, music, and media piracy is the biggest scourge on the whole world. I want you to make a film in whichever way that you see fit, in which you explore the world of piracy involving copyright infringement. Not limited to, uh, you could look into uh, LimeWire or, or Pirate Bay or DVD sellers in a market. Okay, so... You will remember this is the day that you almost got caught for <laughs> copyright infringement. <laughs> is that you off, then? To my ex-girlfriend, this is the day you almost caught chlamydia. <laughs> okay, okay, well, I look forward to hearing uh, everything that you've made. Thank you. I may have deserved that. Goodbye now. He's, you can tell he's been waiting to pull that impression out, can't you? Fucking virgin. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, that's that's one of my only two ideas stricken off. Jack, is that your phone ringing? Yes, I think it is. Oh, lovely. Why don't, you, why don't you answer it? Okay, here we go. Hello? Hello there, Jack. Oh, hello there. Hello there. My name is Graham... Research... <laughs> Graham Research. We've had a Graham before. Um, that, that was my nephew, Graham Vadge. Oh, yeah, so you've got different surnames, but you're both called Graham. Yes, there was some confusion when it came to deciding the family name, uh, so we chose Graham instead. So everyone in the family is called Graham? Yes. Okay, makes perfect sense, yeah. Yes, anyway, so, Jack, I understand you're, you're hoping to make a pirate film. I am indeed. Well... As you know, because I'm so famous in the field, uh, I'm somewhat of a pirate expert. Oh, right. Is that right? A pirate historian, if you will. Okay. Um, So, anyway, what really grinds my gears uh, is that Edward Thatch, the Blackbeard, uh, gets all the notoriety, and there is a plethora of other famously gimmick-bearded pirates out there for you to choose from. Um, I mean, the reason the Blackbeard was called the Blackbeard, of course, was because he he tied hemp in his beard and set it on fire uh, to to give off the impression that he was uh, a a demonic, fearsome creature. Uh, He was actually fucking ginger. (laughs) (laughs) The lying little shit. (laughs) 
Right, so I've so you say gimmick bearded. Yes, so they all have bearded. different gimmicks in their beards. Yes, yes, different different gimmicks. Uh, you could choose uh, to focus on one uh, gimmick bearded pirate, several gimmick bearded pirates. Uh, it's totally up to your own choosing. But I, I want to hear about a new and exciting bearded pirate. Do you want to give us one example of, of a gimmick gimmick uh, bearded pirate? Y- yes. Uh, th- some of the ones just coming off the top of my head uh, that, th- th- uh, that are real. The smack beard, uh, who famously kept uh, crack cocaine in his beard at all times. Uh, okay. Thwack okay. beard. Thwack beard, who, um, uh, who, who had a, a baseball bat in his beard that he'd used to fucking deck... <laughs> <laughs> right. into yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Uh, okay. No, you know, no, 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 no. I, I think I've got, uh, I've got. There's cognac beard. <laughs> I've got the fucking gist. All right, gimmick beards. Right. Oh, we've really sunk to a new. Didn't even get chance to, chance to tell you about soundtrack no. <laughs> beard. <laughs> Shut up, Graham. Research. Okay. Yeah. No. No. It, it's your choice. I'd rather Blackbeard wasn't featured at all. However, if you do need to feature him, make it embarrassing. I hate Blackbeard. I hate everything about him. Okay. But okay, more so the fact he's ginger. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Graham? I think it's time you left, all right? I'll leave of my own accord, thank you. No, I'm going to hang up on you. Goodbye. Wow, he's what an interesting character that was definitely thoroughly <laughs> what thought an about. In, yeah, what an interesting character. What a well constructed <laughs> and interesting character that was. Graham's definitely a popular name amongst executive producer circles. Yeah. Uh, isn't that what MGM stands for? Is M- movies Graham made. Okay, so with the power of pirate editing. I will see you in just a few short seconds. See you soon, me landlubbers. Hello, Jack here. I just wanted to quickly let you know that Mockbusters recently joined Quite The Thing Media, a UK-based podcast network for independent creators. If you like what we're doing here, there's a very good chance you'll like some of the other shows in the network. So why not check it out at quitethethingmedia.com. Oh, but not before you've listened to this week's trailers. Hello, and welcome back to Season 2, Episode 7 of Mockbusters. We've got a pretty exciting trio of guests on today, Matt. We have three, three guests in one sitting. We'll see how this goes with the miracle of Zooms. The most we've ever attempted. Nothing could possibly go wrong. So let's get straight into it. Our trio of guests this week are the writers and performers from Sleeping Trees. Please welcome Joshua George-Smith, James Donald-Smith and John Woodburn. Hey! Hello! Thanks for having us. How are you doing, guys? Yeah, good. We're good. I've, I've, I just got, I got back from work about five minutes ago, so I'm raring, raring and ready to go for this. And I suppose this is what's been getting you through the day, just knowing that you've got Mockbusters to look <laughs> oh, forward yeah, to. Oh yeah, I didn't do anything today. How was the church, Josh? Yeah, it's great. We're 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 busier than ever. <laughs> <laughs> can't can't keep him away. For clarity, Josh doesn't work at a church. <laughs> For those who are unfamiliar with Sleeping Trees, can you guys give us your best elevator pitch on what Sleeping Trees is and what you guys do? 
Um, oh, no, I'm not very good at that, mate. To be honest. Um, you know what? Let's leave it then. <laughs> I think we decided not to fly ourselves about 10 years ago at Edinburgh, and we've uh, never pitched ourselves since. <laughs> yeah, we're remarkably poor at selling ourselves, really, um, hence the lack of flyering. We're, we're a sort of a, a narrative-driven character comedy trio. Most of our shows are sort of... They're sort of rooted in physical, surreal comedy. So your previous shows at Edinburgh largely involved a lot of genre parody. Some of your previous shows include Mafia, Sci-Fi and Western. And you've also got a book out with the scripts and the the show notes from the creation of those shows. Is that right? That is absolutely correct. It's got all the, the complete scripts of uh, of those three shows, as well as sort of annotated stories and, and little bits and pieces about... The making of the show and the touring of the show and uh, all those little, little things. So if you want to completely rip us off, you can buy the scripts for it now. <laughs> Basically, we the, we wrote the books because we wanted to do like a director's cut. So like all the footnotes, the annotations are pretty much like our our, our thoughts on the, the oh, moments nice. that we're talking about and the silly things that happened on tour and, you know, how we came up with it and the arguments we had, blah, blah, blah. So. It's nice. Like, yeah, it's fun. It was a fun. It was fun to do. And most recently, you guys have delved into the world of online theatre with uh, your panto the legend of Moby Dick Whittington correct yeah we basically we we knew we had to we, we basically the last six years have been writing a kind of sleepy tree style pantomime because we originally wanted to make a pantomime that was for people that don't necessarily like traditional pantomimes um, and weirdly it blended into people that do like them and people that don't so that's a bonus for us we obviously couldn't do it this year so we were like oh let's try and make a film or like a a living room adventure um and all the reviewers classed it as a panto which was great for us because (laughs) it was well received so obviously pantos in general are quite interactive this one especially so Yeah, yeah we we just really wanted to like try and make it as live as possible even though it is a film we wanted to involve as many sort of audience interaction parts um as we could especially as it was you know largely aimed at um at kids who were sort of stuck in lockdown bored unable to go outside and uh yeah there's all sorts of things for them to do and um, make make boats out of sofa cushions and uh throw bits bits of paper at the screen and yeah it was it was really good fun actually and the, the response was lovely yeah we thought if they're stuck in a living room we can make something in a living room which means they will have the same uh, tools as they do so hopefully everyone can get involved and we're not excluding anyone we're going and now set up your lighting rig uh, and <laughs> yeah whereas everyone does have cushions well, obviously, it was very well received because you won Best Theatre for Families show at the Offies. So congratulations for that, yeah, guys. Congratulations, yeah, congratulations, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, we did, we did say we got to capitalise off COVID somehow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was quite funny. We, we didn't really expect to win that. And um, what they do is everyone that gets nominated, they ask you to send in an acceptance speech just as a way of like hedging all their bets and everything. Uh, and because we didn't think we'd win, we recorded a sort of joke acceptance speech and then we did win and they played it at the awards uh, so what was in that it was basically thanking all the judges for being bribed it was, it was one of those ones where we, we, we fully didn't think we would actually win and, uh, <laughs> yeah. it ended it ended with John telling everyone to sanitise that was the end of the expect- yeah. acceptance speech and everyone else was, was quite quite. oh sincere. everyone was so serious yeah. So, like really like everyone was literally being like it's been a really tough year and I just want to thank everyone for letting us have this opportunity and I mean yeah we we, we got the name of the awards wrong in ours so I really liked it by the way thank you everyone <laughs> <laughs> 
Speaking of capitalising on COVID, uh, you've also made a further foray into, I guess, online content because Sleeping Trees are about to launch their own podcast. Yes, we are. We thought we might as well get on a podcast while no one else is doing them. <laughs> be one of the first podcast people. We've always thought about doing a podcast and never really settled on an idea. And it was only sort of during the lockdown that we were like, how about we just try and make up some stories every week? We used to, um, back in the day when we used to live together in Chichester, we used to do this comedy night where we would get the audience. Uh, it, basically, it was like on a Monday night. So um, we'd, ha- we'd give ourselves the weekend to write the whole hour show. So and at the end of like the, the the comedy night, we'd be like, what film or do you want to see or story do you want to see next week? And all the audience would choose and then like it would be on repeat. So that kind of got us used to making stuff quickly like that. And also when we used to create the, the scripts, I would always kind of go, I would say a, pl- a plot hole. Or I, I would give away a bit of story by getting the script wrong and everyone was like, story bomb. And then that kind of gave yeah. birth to the name of ruining a story for us. Yeah, ourselves. so it will be called nice. Sleeping Tree Story Bomb after John's persistent errors. Fantastic. And uh, do you guys have a launch date set in mind yet? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no official date as yet. The funniest podcast of 2023. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll reference COVID so much and it'll be like... <laughs> We've got a new plague now, lads. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're on COVID-20. Come on. We, we mentioned it as well. We? We're saying Edinburgh is going to be full of coronavirus, the musical, oh my God, um, what yeah. I did in lockdown and like uh, finding love in lockdown. All, that, all, those, all those titles will be the L section yeah. of the brochure is going to be rammed. Just give me a nice story about World War II. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was ages ago. I wonder if uh, in 1946 everyone was going, oh, can we stop talking about it? We've just lived it. <laughs> they were them. Yeah, their equivalent was war poets. Was yeah. They were like, yeah. every fucker's a war poet now. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I know we lost ten of our mates, but that is going to make a really good musical number. Do you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Someone limping off the battlefield being, I better get nominated for this. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> right, enough of that shit. <laughs> I considered trying to segue from World War Two to um, to pirates, but it just didn't seem like the right thing nope. to do. Yeah, you've got to do it now. You've got to do it. I was yeah, properly yeah. Yeah, going to do let, that. Let's see what you've got, Jack. Let's see what you've got. <laughs> from one demographic of people with one leg to another demographic of people with one leg, <laughs> it's pirates. Solid segue. That was not bad. Not bad. <laughs> Very yeah. impressive. If, uh... You can edit out all of us talking about the segue, and people will <laughs> completely buy that. Well, I mean, the segue I was going to go for, the one that probably makes a lot more sense. Obviously, with you guys doing the panto, the legend of Moby Dick Whittington has a sort of loose pirate seafaring theme. Mm-hmm. The uh, genre that you've picked this week is pirates. So, we've been hard at work for the last couple of hours making some pirates drama trailers. Oh. Matt, do you want to take us away with the titles that we were given this week? Yes, so we gave our plot device the week off just to kind of recuperate, do what he needs to do, because we had an absolute swarm of quality audience suggestions this week. So, the titles we had to choose from were, title number one, A Fistful of Doubloons. So okay. we're channeling some Clint Eastwood yeah. there. Yeah. Title number two... The Search for One-Eyed Willie. Title number three, Incontinent Ian. And then there was the optional subtitle slash sequel here, Incontinent Ian, 
in the search for golden showers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very crass. <laughs> Top number four, we've got this absolute gem. Shiver Me Timbers, the story of how she blowed. <laughs> okay. Top number five, the curse of Penn Island. <laughs> Next up, we had Salty Seaman. I don't know how this got dragged so far into the gutter this week. It's not <laughs> really yeah, like this. I know. I know how. Honest, honestly, guys, it's not like this every yeah, week. This, this wasn't <laughs> us. Sick. This wasn't us that made this decision. Yeah. This is what people, other people wrote into our show and thought, oh, do you know what the guys will go for? This smut. So we're, we're broadcasting this podcast to an audience of perverts. That's what that's all you're telling me with this. Yes, yes. Yeah, pretty well, much. If we're going to yeah. go pervy, then I'm, I'm going to go pervy. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, next up we have Don't Date... An irate pirate. <laughs> I mean, I bet it looks great written down. So, don't date an irate pirate. Is yeah, pretty much yeah. yeah. I, I rate I rate that. Next up, we had land ho, the <laughs> life of a pirate's wife. <laughs> Okay. That's that's good. I'll give him that one. It is good, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it is. That it is one's good. genius. Yeah. And then finally, we had poop deck. A love story. Love. <laughs> yes. Nice. Yes. Very simple. So, that. out of that selection of titles, guys, are there any that are jumping out to you immediately? I kind of like Poop Deck just on its own. <laughs> <laughs> I... Do you like Poop Deck because it was the last one, John? It's a love story. Who doesn't like a love story? What was Very the one that, that came with the optional Incontinent Ian? Incontinent Ian. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if right. you see Incontinent Ian in a cinema, you're first of all, you're not thinking pirates. <laughs> and second of all, you just be like, should we take a punt on it? Should we take a punt on Incontinent Ian? We've got an unlimited card, let's go see it. <laughs> um, but of course, it wasn't just the titles that shaped our films this week. We, of course, had our executive producers give us a bell. Jack, who did you get a call from? It was, what's uh, their name? I believe his name was Graham Research. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Uh, Graham <laughs> Research, I had a call from a famous pirate historian who um, he basically really dislikes the way that Blackbeard has become so prevalent in pirate culture. And he wanted me to explore the many other different gimmick-bearded pirates that existed throughout um, the golden age of pirating. Um, And there was an optional extra that I had to try and slag off Blackbeard as one of the shitter pirates while bigging up the other bearded pirates that existed he at really, the time. He really, really hated so Blackbeard. Wow. It was a really simple thing to incorporate into this week's trailer and not at all limiting to a very specific niche. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would argue that my executive produced demand made things a bit more difficult because it redefined the type of piracy I had to explore. So I had a call from... Captain Jake Spanner and he wanted to make my films pirates pirates of copyright so I had to explore the uh, the world of music movies YouTube all that piracy basically so it's media piracy is what I had to mm-hmm. uh, look into for my film this week so not quite going to be the swashbuckling <laughs> content you're expecting I imagine so bearing all that in mind Whose trailer would you like to hear first? Right, what what are we thinking? Do we want to be trans- transported uh, into a beardy world or a digital world? 
I'd probably go Beardy. Yeah. I'm sick of digital shit, you know? <laughs> no, no, no. That bodes very well for me. That fills me with confidence. <laughs> <this week. laughs> I think we, we can end the episode here. We've chosen our decision. <laughs> yeah, let's, go with, let's go with Beards, then. Yeah, let's we? hear the Beards okay. first. I say only because Josh has recently rocked the beard. He, I, never, he was anti-beard. And this is my, this is my first beard. I've never grown a beard before this. I've done the same thing. I've decided that I'm I'm not going to shave until I'm allowed out again. And has it been shaped into a pirate shape, or is that is that natural? No, that unfortunately, unfortunately, John, that is also natural. <laughs> wow! You're gonna have to put a picture up on your social media for people to see this. Yeah. Uh, so I'll change the album artwork to a picture of my moustache <laughs> yeah. on this week's episode. Okay. So, without further ado, here is my trailer. So. You must be new to these parts. Anyone from round here has heard a thousand times the tale of how Queensbeard Bay got its name. But I'll wager that no one on this godforsaken island tells the tale as good as I. It's a frightful story, and one that any self-respecting traveller should know. So what do you say? Refill my cup, and I'll spin your yarn like you've never heard before. It all started in the golden age of piracy. Beard Bay, as it was known back then, was run by a ruthless pirate king, Stackbeard. Fourteen beards, all on top of one another, each with a different function. He was the Swiss army knife of beards, and no other pirate could compare. That was until... I will find the golden stash, if it's the last thing I do. He set out on a voyage... And three summers later, had still not returned. In charge of Beard Bay, he left his second in command, his wife, Agatha, the Diamond of the Caribbean, beautiful and strong in equal measure. I will find you, my love. I will find your brothers. And together we will bring you back along with the golden stash. So Agatha set off on a journey all around the island to find all of Stackbeard's many brothers. Attack Beard. We need your cannon beard to save your brother. Aye, aye. Track Beard. I need you to track him down for me. Aye. Backpack Beard. I need you to carry things for me. Aye. Flapjack Beard. I need your beard for supplies. Aye, aye. Wisecrack Beard. We need you for entertainment. Hey, hey, hey. Black Beard. Go away. We not want you on this trip. Oh. Lack Beard. Why you no have a beard on your face? Shaved it off. Any butter, you can come anyway. Obviously stab you in the back, Beard. You promise you'll be trustworthy. Excellent, yes, of course. Big Mac Beard the Parrot. <whistles> I'm learning it! And many more gathered in a bearded coalition. If you've got a beard, then you can go out sailing. If you've got a beard, then the seas belong to you. If you've got a beard, then your face will stay warm. If you've got a beard, then you are kings. If you've got a good beard, then you can go out sailing. If you've got a good beard, then the seas belong to you. If you've got a good beard, then your face will stay warm. If you've got a beard, then you are kings. And so it was that the brothers of Stackbeard assembled around the Queen Agatha in what was known as the Queen's Beard, a rescue mission and the golden stash. We gonna need everybody's skills to get out of here alive. Quarterback Beard, you throw Hijack Beard across to the other boat. Nice. Then Hijack Beard, you take control of the ship. Got it. 
Then piggyback beard. You rescue the captain. I'm on it. Soundtrack beard. Keep up with the great music. Oh, thank you. If everyone played a part, I believe we can make it work. But you better believe it's gonna be a close shave. Land ho. The life of a pirate's wife. If you got a good beard, then the world belongs to you. So a very beard heavy, yeah. very beard heavy trailer. Yeah, you certainly know your beards. <laughs> Such in-depth knowledge of beards. Were those all real pirates? Then did you have to really look into the, the pirate histories for that? Well, of course they were all real, Matt. Um, sure. Quarterback beards was, of course, mm-hmm. uh, very prevalent in the 1630s. I noticed that uh, the voice for. Uh, well, most of the pirates was exactly the same, apart from uh, Stab You in the Backbeard. Uh, who who you got playing Stab You in the Backbeard? I'm assuming every, every, all the other brothers are some sort of Eddie Murphy doing all the roles type, <laughs> type vibe. Yes, that is correct. They're all Eddie Murphy, apart from, <laughs> wow. uh, apart from Pierce Brosnan, Pierce who is wow. uh, Stab You in the Eddie Murphy as Donkey. <laughs> Yes, of course. Multi-rolling. Yes, yes. yes. Um, he's also CGI, which which is is somewhat of a confusing choice. But yes, uh, we we had Pierce we had Pierce Brosnan in doing a Scottish accent, playing stab you in the back beard. Of course, I mean, wow. when Pierce comes a knocking, you don't turn him down, do you? No, you no, don't. Exactly. Even if you've you committed to giving Eddie Murphy all the other roles, you go. And we have to yeah. get Pierce in somehow. We actually we started off the casting with Pierce Brosnan. He was the only name attached <laughs> at the start, and then uh, then we just filled all the rest of the roles with Eddie Murphy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it is Donkey doing all of the other, it's a lot of green screen stuff for Pierce. He likes acting with with people, doesn't he? And yeah, 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 he does. He does famously. Yeah, He's James Bond, after all. He is. <laughs> still. Are, yeah. are you always... James, is, if you're yeah. If you're James Bond once, are you always James Bond? Like, you know how um, they always call presidents Mr. President even after their presidency ended? Yeah. Well, you're always donkey. <laughs> That's yeah. <laughs> That's not something you get rid of. Who else has played a donkey? Oh, I suppose Warhorse, nearly. <laughs> they, they were War so donkey. close. Nearly. They were so close, Warhorse, but they fucked it right at the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know... War's tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, war is tough, but that donkey is hilarious. Yeah, isn't he funny though? Yeah, yeah you're <laughs> such an ass. War donkey. A soldier's Ugh. legs dragging along the floor yeah. while the donkey ran- runs along no man's land. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I'm writing some banging poems about this. Jack, I want to talk a bit about the controversy between this production company and Warner Brothers because of course you cast Henry Cavill as Blackbeard and obviously they then had to do reshoots for the Snyder Cut of Justice League but by this point of course Henry Cavill had grown magnificent uh, big bushy beard which has cost Warner Brothers I think it's 80 million dollars to CGI it off so he can play Superman again. Well Matt I personally we took realism very very seriously on this production of Land Ho. (laughs) story of a pirate's wife and we wanted everything to be as accurate to the time as possible and as you know uh real beards you just can't fake that you just can't fake it especially beards that involve being made into a backpack uh beards that involve firing cannonballs at high velocity only natural ones will do in that circumstance really because i i would have thought it would be the other way around honestly yeah 
So you you actually put cannons in a real human's beard. Like, what did Equity say about that? Well, Equity weren't happy about it. The actor didn't say that much because, unfortunately, obviously, he did blow his chin off. Um, <laughs> so it was very difficult for him to speak. So you say a man died? A man died for this film? Is that, no, is that what you're saying? No, he just, just lost a chin. No, he just, just lost, lost the bottom chin. half of his face. And who really needs the bottom half? I don't think I've used. I don't think I've used mine for weeks. Maybe that's that's the origins of beards, and they were they were grown for chinless people who were maybe you know maybe. I mean, they've got wooden legs, they've got eye patches, so I guess it would make sense, wouldn't it? Wooden beards, wooden yeah, wooden beard. That's a pirate I want to see. Yeah, yeah. yeah can, you, beard, can you put Jack? wooden beard in? I'll be the first to admit that we were somewhat limited in that um, we did try and exclusively have beards that rhymed with with Blackbeard. Right. Uh, on reflection, we did cut ourselves off from a whole world of possibilities Yeah. by doing that. So unfortunately ended up on the cutting room floor. Wooden beards. Mm-hmm. Zinc uh, beard. Se- zinc beard. Mm. Sexy beard. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> garlic beard. Garlic beard. Mm. Oh, yes. Wow. I like the idea of garlic beard. Why didn't he make the cut? It didn't rhyme with black beard, Matt, unfortunately, and there was a nice symmetry to to the piece. What about snack beard? You, you know, garlic bread's a snack, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could have just recast well, gar- him. Garlic yeah. bread beard. If you had garlic bread beard, would you have to have garlic bread with mozzarella beard? But he, yes. he, he cost an extra yeah. two quid. Okay. <laughs> He's well expensive. He's nice. spending yeah. Tether's crew. Yeah, so you're saying things that rhymed with black beard, so where was guac beard? You could have had shellac beard false nails or shellac nails is that a thing yeah no it is and it I, is I can't believe we've missed that open goal yeah I mean <laughs> that's the most obvious <laughs> one <laughs> everyone's here going when's shellac beard turning up now speaking about watching a film um, I've got a confession to make here in that I was invited to an early preview screening of this film of course you were um, and <laughs> very big scene towards the end where all the beards are shaved off because you signed a sponsorship deal with Gillette. I can't believe you've given this away in this in this fashion. I'm not one to point <laughs> fingers about hypocrisy or anything, but this is a very pro-beard film. You've spoken in great detail about how important it was to get authentic beards, you know, promote real beards. Um, so then how are you going to turn around and say in the climax of the film, the real message is that Gillette have a wide range of razors <laughs> that can give you a close shave. You basically, you're sticking a hairy middle finger up at the beard community. Would you like to explain yourself? Matt, when you love something, you've got to let it go. And that's that's the message. As, as a member of the unacceptable beard community, the phrase is, when you love something, you've got to let it grow. Uh, I've got one. I've got one regarding the premiere. I, I wanted to know why why Jack Jack Black was seen outside hurling his own feces into the into the premiere. Why is Jack Black spotted throwing his feces into any venue? <laughs> I struggle to understand every time it it's, happens. It's unrelated. <laughs> it's, it's not the first, and all I'll say is it certainly won't be the last, James. <laughs> okay. um, we can't be held responsible for policing. <laughs> For policing Jack Black at every single one of our events. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Hmm. Hey, he's fucking got you there, lad. <laughs> That's a very good. He's got you. A very there. good question. One which I have a response to. All of our staff have a restraining order against Mr. Black uh, due yeah. to a very unfortunate incident featuring a Gillette razor. 
and some feces. Oh, I think I think I'm getting so so Jack Black's working a loophole there because they've they've got a restraining order against Jack Black, but not against his feces. Yes. So he's it's the only way he can get close. It's the only way he can get a bit of him close to. Uh, yeah, we did try to file a lawsuit that claimed that Jack Black's feces is an extension of himself, mm-hmm. but we were overturned by the courts. That's a bit under the... You can't... You guys, are, the, the movie shouldn't really do that kind of stuff, right? This movie is out of order, man. Very good. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for sharing that with us, Jack. It was a swashbuckler, all right, and I will commend you as well on a commendable sea shanty. I do genuinely think it could make a wonderful game, collecting all the different beards. Yeah. Swashbuckaroo? How many beards can you stack on Grandma before she kicks off? (laughs) Three. It's always three. It's always three. (laughs) There's there's only three in the box. There's only three in the box. (laughs) She will not abide more than three. Don't lose them, mine. Don't lose them, or you only have (laughs) two. And no spares. And she's fine with two. (laughs) No game in it. No game in it whatsoever. Right. Time to move on to the second of the two traders. So this time we're exploring a different area of piracy. Are you sitting comfortably, gentlemen? Aye, aye, Captain. I'm lying down. Oh, nice. Nice. Gold star. <laughs> Let's hear it then. The following trailer is rated 18 plus. Oh, hey, man, you want to watch a film? Sure, man, let's watch Virgin, the Jack Ayres story. Oh, I don't think that's on Netflix. Oh, that's okay. Let's just find an illegal stream. Nobody... Ah! Oh, no! It's the British Royal Navy! Surrender now, pirate scum! We have you surrounded! Please, no, I won't do it again! Fire! The year is 2030. Crime rates for theft are at an all-time low. Well, it's become abundantly clear that you wouldn't steal a car, you wouldn't steal a handbag, and you wouldn't steal a television. The government reshaped the Royal Navy, and now theft of any kind is punishable by an absolute shitload of cannon fire. Oh, your chips look nice, mate. Do you mind if I nick one? Yeah, mate. So, you've chosen death! God save the Queen! But out of the ashes of cannon fire rose a band of brothers. A collection of SoundCloud rappers who think copyright has gone too far. Alright, listen up. My name is Pimlico Jack. They've stripped us of our creativity. What the world needs now is sick beats, yeah? We gotta hit the world with the hardest bars. We will sail the seas looking for samples. We'll spit our truths. This ain't just a mixtape. It's a revolution. Are you with me? Meet the crew. Yeah! Lil John Silver! Yo-ho! A pirate's wife for me! Ahoy there, it's your boy, Stockbeard. You better shiver these fucking timbers. And Bonnie, and Mary Yeet on deck. There she does not fucking blow. Pimlico Jack! Don't fuck about or I'll cleave you to the fucking brisket. Captain Morgan with the fat organ. I've got jolly fucking Roger for ya. Together, they'll face the music and sample it for their mixtape. These scoundrels have been sampling beats without giving credit, distributing bootleg DVDs at Camden Market, but worst of all, uploading a cover of a Taylor Swift song to YouTube. 
my God, nothing is off limits. I, I've told you, you, you can't sample my music without giving me a share of the royalties. Yo, look at me. Look at me. I am the mix master now. With drama aplenty. A mighty sickness has taken over the ship, Captain. Is it dysentery? Nah, fam. It's a sick fucking beat. Oh! Also, it's a musical. Yeah! This a piracy shanty! Copyright strike, think you're winning, huh? I record your films in the cinema. We take what we get, we ain't giving up. Cause your waste mad cannons ain't big enough. But the Royal Navy have one last trick up their sleeves. Their most esteemed officer, Sir Francis Drake. Voices sails, man the deck, cause we going on a conquest. Catch me on the seas, time to meet your contest. You can't steal these beats and get away with it. Cannons in the street, I'll blow you away with it. Cause I slay with it, don't play with it. Did I mention I kill Kanye with it? Got the queen on my back, I'm stressing up. Got the cannonball loaded for messing up. Better believe it, you'll be fessing up. Glory to God, blessing up. A fistful of doubloons, the hip hopera. Coming soon. Unlike you, Jack, you fucking virgin. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking good. audacity of this man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I wasn't quite sure how you were going to do it, so... Uh, yeah, I, mean, I wasn't either. So, so. so congratulations on making something at least half cohesive. Thank you. Himlico Jack. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, props for that. That's, Thank that's, you. That's, that's, that's pretty good. That's Thank pretty you. good. Played by Tim Westwood. So, so who else was in the uh, was in that star cast? Uh, so we had Lil John as Lil John Silver. Yeah. Um, we had Tim Westwood as Pimlico Jack, obviously, uh, as Anne Money and Mary Yeet. We had Cardi B and Saoirse Ronan. She's very busy, old Saoirse, isn't she? She's getting a lot of work. And I said, Saoirse, do you want to be in a pirate hip hop? She said, absolutely. So. You know, is it true that to get around copyright infringement, though, you, you, any every song is only fifteen seconds long? That's <laughs> that's absolutely true. Yeah, so there's like forty um, songs. We were free to use all of Drake's songs because obviously he had a part in the film. So thirty of the forty songs are by Drake. It's funny for such a while, people have been saying, "Oh, I want, I want the old Drake back," and it's it's taken a, a pirate. Well, a piracy movie, really, to to really mm. bring him bring him back to his former You've glory. Just got to speak to people's passions, and Drake famously uh, loves pirates. You yeah. know, he always wanted to be in Pirates of the Caribbean, um, but they just kept refusing him for whatever reason. Mm. So this is the first offer he's had to be in a pirate film. So he was all on board with it, literally. Much like you uh, with with the last film, I was actually mm. uh, lucky to get. Uh, into a, a preview for for this one. I remember, I remember seeing you there. Yeah, because I don't know how you, I don't know how you're expecting to get away with the fact that the middle third of the mm-hmm. film, yeah, is the entirety of um, Pirates of the Caribbean: Curse of the Black Pearl. Uh, well, it's the best one. Yeah, I think that's why they copyrighted it. I, I get, I get that it's a, it's a, it's very meta to to directly pirate a film during a film about piracy. It's actually a very simple loophole, basically. Uh, we bought a DVD in the Canary Isles. 
The Canary uh, Isles. Yeah, oh. the Canary Isles, which, you know, it's not something, you know, you might be aware of, but uh, we, 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 we streamed it there and just filmed it. And then because we technically just used that footage... Um, it was completely fine. We didn't have to get any any more legal way on that. It's interesting that because so the middle of the film is is a handheld camera filming a TV <laughs> yeah. playing Pirates of the Caribbean. It was a very bold artistic choice because, first of all, it adds two and a half hours to the runtime. <laughs> Why was it all shot in black and yellow? The one song that we did uh, get to use was Wiz Khalifa's uh, "Black and Yellow." But the condition, of course, was that he could be the cinematographer. <laughs> and unfortunately, that did mean that the whole film was shot in black and yellow. And obviously, the fact that it was entirely in black and yellow as well made perfect sense for your mm-hmm. um, advertising partnership with the B-Movie 2. So this, this is a Mockbusters first, guys. I'm so, so happy to finally announce your prayers have been answered. There will be a second B-Movie. Um is this the start of an amazing new cinematic universe that I can't reveal? I heard on the grapevine that Barry B. Benson gets a cameo in the movie. Josh, you you know, you know, you've seen it at the, at the preview. <laughs> he and does, I, but it's it's a very very important. It's a very important cameo. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to speak too negatively, but it sure adds absolutely nothing to the film it's completely irrelevant and it again it's another like hour of runtime the film is hitting about four or five hours at this point and we've barely scratched the surface of the story again and i feel like this is very much the theme of everything i have to say about this it's irrelevant it doesn't like none of it ties together it's just a load of irrelevant bits it are one after another to, to be fair, his he's, his experience of that has been watered down by six hours of extraneous bollocks. Sure, Josh, art is subjective, and there's lots of elements in this film that are designed to shock, uh, designed to start conversations. You know, this isn't just a popcorn flick. You know, this is this is art. This is questions being asked. I think it's probably about time that we move into the last part of the show, the pitch fight, where both Matt and I take thirty seconds as a last desperate attempt to try and sway you onto our side of the fence. So who would you like to hear from first? What do you reckon, guys? Should we go, should we go opposite to what we did before? Yeah, opposite. Yeah, let's go opposites. We like to work in opposites, don't we? We've made a decision. We would like to go the opposite to what we did before. So can we please hear the piracy one first? Yep, so me first. Okay, cool. So three, two, one. Controversy. Art. Quantum Materials, B-Movie, Wiz Khalifa Cinematography. This is a film beyond age, beyond modern interpretation. This is art. It's a fantastic new album from Drake. It is everything you want from a pirate film transcended. It's, it's new wave. It's a new wave pirate film. And that's why I think I should be Mockbuster time. That sounded like talking to Russell Brand at a party. Like, he's just stream of consciousness, words. Listen, like. Jack, right? The usual way this goes around is one of us plays a film, the other person plays a film, the person that played the first film gets to do their their pitch, and then the person that does the second film gets to do their pitch. So I've had no time to think of this, whereas you've been sitting on this for probably about 40 minutes now, so you're probably going to have a whole fucking acapella sea shanty sequence for your pitch for all no, we Matt, know. I'm just, I'm just, so, just going to be real, man. Okay. 
Okay. Three, two, one. Guys, you've you've barely even scratched the surface. You've barely scratched the chin of the beards that we've got on offer in this film. You can I'm not I'm not gonna say that there is or there isn't, because I don't wanna don't wanna promise anything that I can't deliver, but there might be a shellac beard in there. There might be a guac beard in there. You just don't know. You're going to have to make the film to find that out for yourselves. There's golden stashes. There's beards. What more do you want from a pirate film? Time. One quite ambiguous pitch, and then one that was just more like just sort of selling beards, really. <laughs> James, look. Which I liked. You, like, clearly you like <laughs> no, beards. I do, I do. I like beards. And I like... So it's a real shame... It's a real shame that we can't vote for neither. <laughs> I mean, that is an option, I suppose. <laughs> it's never happened before, but, you know, there's a first time for everything. We've made a decision. Oh. We're, we're going to have a vote each. So we still don't know. <laughs> oh, shit. So, Sleeping Trees, on your jury of votes, Joshua George Smith, which film have you chosen as this week's Mockbuster? I have chosen Land Ho. James Dunnell Smith. Which film have you chosen as this week's Mockbuster? I have chosen A Fistful of Doubloons. <gasps> oh my god. John Woodburn, tiebreaker. John Woodburn. Who have you chosen as the deciding vote on this week's Mockbuster? I refuse to vote. (laughs) (laughs) I don't believe in democracy. I'm only joking, I'm going for Lando! I'm afraid, I'm so, so sorry, John, but we're going to have to take the first answer uh, in this instance. So we're level peggings here, which makes sense because we're all about wooden peg legs here. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for joining us this week, guys. Oh, yeah, thanks, mate. It's been great. Cheers, guys. Is there anything else that you'd like to plug before we head off? We have a book out called uh, Sleeping Trees at the Movies blueprints for devised comedy it's kind of a pitched as a way of um how you should how you could write shows as well that's why it sounds quite formal but it's just funny it's the book we spoke about at the beginning isn't it fantastic you can get that on uh it's salamander street right you can pick that up and your website which is is it we sleeping trees or sleeping trees the sleeping trees yes we do know our website everybody google our name that's what i do when i want to look at us (laughs) And how about the socials, guys? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook? Yeah, all of those. And that is at We Sleeping Trees. So W-E Sleeping Trees. Hit us up. Give us a crude picture. <laughs> Similarly, if you want to find us on the socials, you can find us at Mockbusters Pod, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. Or if you want to drop us an email, if you're old school like that, you can find us mockbusterspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I've been Matthew Biddulph. I've been Jack Ayres, and we've been joined by... Joshua George Smith. James Daniel Smith. And John. Fantastic. Goodbye, guys. Gar.